Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 59. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, Principal from Skytook High School and host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast where each week I bring you imaginative, innovative, and inspiring ideas for improving your own school leadership. If you'd like to hear more podcast episodes like this one or see other blog posts, check out my website at williamdparker.com. If you'd like to subscribe for weekly updates, I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Rules for School Leaders, or you can check out my book, Principal Matters, The Motivation, Action, and Courage Needed for School Leaders at my website or at amazon.com. This week, I want to talk about how does scarcity affect our mindsets? You know, the other morning, I was on my drive to school with my daughter, Maddie, who is a sophomore at my school, and I was listening to a story on NPR called The Scarcity Trap, Why We Keep Digging When We're Stuck in a Hole by Shankar Vedantam. And in this article, researchers have determined that when people find themselves consumed with trying to simply survive, they often instinctively operate with tunnel vision. Sometimes they have poor judgment, they tend to have harder times thinking long-term, and the urgent often overwhelms other important priorities. In fact, one study looked at farmers in India who are paid only once a year after harvest, and when their behaviors were observed before and after, guess what? Their ability to make rational, wise choices dramatically changed when their scarcity was replaced with abundance. Now, Vedantam reports that Other research has even found that IQ scores can lower when people test while experiencing scarcity than when they're experiencing stability. And this should not surprise educators because for years we have been talking about the fact that students who have essential resources that they're missing have a harder time learning. But scarcity can come in different forms. Um, For some, it's not just a lack of money or resources. Um, It can also be a lack of time or a lack of support. Many people experience emotional scarcity. And this doesn't automatically mean that those who are struggling with scarcity issues are always less prone to making good decisions. But I do think that the research sheds light on the challenges that scarcity can create for our brains and our mindsets. So this week, I want to talk just a little bit about what are some of the implications of scarcity in our own practice, but also in the practice of student learning. So stay with me because I want to go both directions for just a moment. I can think of ways that I've seen these forces play out in my own leadership, for instance. And even as an experienced administrator, I can still become so overwhelmed sometimes with present or urgent requests that I have a difficult time looking beyond them to the important long-term priorities that I've set for myself or my school. Let me give you just a quick example from one morning last week when I found myself pinched for time. And I'm just going to run you through a quick scenario from 8 a.m. when our first bell rings to 10.45 when I was at a track event that I had scheduled to go to. 8 a.m. 
I met with a student who needed some follow-up from a bus incident report, and I had already contacted his parent, but we resolved this issue, and I was able to get him into class by 8.10. When I stepped into a classroom to do a formal observation of a teacher, and I was there for the class period, which ended at 8.50. At 8.55, I returned to my office, and I was reminded about a parent meeting that I needed to attend. Although I was not leading the meeting or staying for the entire meeting, I needed to share some input before moving on to another scheduled observation. So in the meantime, before that meeting started, I was signing purchase orders, finishing some thank you cards, checking my email, and I talked to two teachers who stopped by to see me. Now, it's 9.30. I stepped into that parent meeting. I gave some feedback. I then came back to my office to grab some notes before stepping into an observation for which I was scheduled when I found out about a situation where a teacher teacher needed some assistance on a student incident. So I went and communicated with that teacher. We coordinated a game plan. I came back to my office to grab my things when I saw an email from another teacher who had a discipline referral that needed admin assistance. This was not one of those situations that could wait. And my ad team, my admin team members, my assistant principals were not available. So I went to the classroom And I realized quickly that the situation was going to require me escorting the student to the office. There was going to be some discipline involved. I was going to need to contact a guardian and do some paperwork. So I did all of those things. And by 1010, I'm uh, leaving that student in the office while waiting for a guardian. And I step into my next teacher observation. I'm late, but I open up my notes and I'm observing and enjoying this class. I get through part of that class period when I get a text that there's a guardian waiting to see me. So I step back into my office and we finish that meeting. I have to enter notes into our student information system. And by 1045, I'm realizing that a track event that I had scheduled to attend is already happening. And if I want to see my oldest daughter compete in that event, I need to leave now to get there in time. So I grab my bag and I head out the door. Now that is two hours and 45 minutes of my morning. And when I arrived at the track meet, uh, I did make it in time to see her run. Uh, and But as a, later, as I'm checking my iPhone, I, I see an email pop up from the last teacher whom I had observed. First, she thanked me for the visit, but then she told me that I had accidentally shared notes with her from the first teacher's observation that I had done. And even though I can't divulge with you confidentiality by telling you of the discussions and meetings and conversations that I had in those discipline scenarios, um, you can probably guess that in all of those situations that happened that morning, I didn't have very much time for reflective outcomes. In fact, it probably does not surprise you that with the scarcity of time and the accompanying pressures that I experienced in that scenario, that I had lost attention to some detail, like when I copied the wrong notes to the wrong teacher's observation, or when I look back at that a few days later, I'm realizing too how I basically skimmed the surface in so many of those tasks and not been able to get very deep um, in any of them in terms of feedback and reflection and resolution. Now, I'm just giving you that two hours and 45 minutes snapshot as a case study for what can happen to so many of us when we, can, when we are experiencing stress or pressure or, or scarcity of time within our days. Any time that we feel the pinch of scarcity, whether it's our time or competing interests or you name it, lack of resources, we can find ourselves challenged in making best decisions. 
I think it's important to be aware of that. And as adults, we know to adjust and monitor and reflect on those things. But students don't always know that. So what are the implications of scarcity? Let me, let me just stay there for just a moment because I also want to talk about how, how those things can affect students and our relationships with them as well. One way I think that we can respond to scarcity as adults is by recognizing when it's happening. When we recognize that we're under pressure, we at least have the advantage of being on the lookout for mistakes that can be made. And I actually dive into this topic in more detail in an accompanying post called Maintaining Sanity During Stressful Times that I posted probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago, and I'll link to it in these in these show notes. Um, if you want to read that post, I, I do talk about helpful practices for times when you're really stressed, ways to keep from developing tunnel vision. Uh, but in today's post, I just want to talk about the fact that scarcity in any form can create unforeseen challenges. In today's post, I want to, number one, make sure that we're aware of that in our own practices. But then number two, I want us to think about the implication of how that affects our teachers and our students. I remember a story from a former colleague who was an assistant principal, and she worked with a teacher who was having daily confrontations with a middle school boy, and I'm going to call him Johnny. Almost daily, um, she was having confrontations with this young man, and almost weekly, she was visiting the principal's office on her planning period to complain about Johnny's behavior, his inability to sit still or to stay focused or not distract others, and it was driving her crazy. And frankly, um, she was really wanting him to be assigned to a different class. So one day, when the teacher came to the office, and she was, this assistant principal was responding and supporting and helping her with disciplinary actions, but one day she had an idea. And when this teacher arrived to her office, the assistant principal asked her, could she go for a quick drive with her? So she said, sure. So it was her planning period. She wanted to show her something nearby. So as they drove away from the school, uh, they made small talk. Before long, they pulled into a really rough neighborhood, and she pulled her car up and parked right in front of a home that was very neglected. So neglected it looked vacant. And soon the teacher said, what's this? And the assistant principal said, this is where Johnny lives. And then they just sat in silence for a few minutes as it sunk in. And I'll, I remember the story because the assistant principal said to me, without saying another word, the teacher just began to cry. And she said, I had no idea. And when they drove back to that school, Johnny had not changed but that teacher's perspective of him had. She still expected him to follow rules. She still expected him to learn. But for the first time ever, she had a different perspective on his scarcity. And it created empathy. And guess what? I'm sure you're not surprised. By the end of that school year, he was one of her favorite students. And I'm guessing that by the end of that school year, she was a teacher that he was never going to forget. So let's... Let's wrap this up today because today's question is how does scarcity affect our mindsets? When, when I finished listening to that story by, by Shankar Vedantam during my commute, I turned to my teenage daughter, Maddie, and I asked her, so what'd you think of that? And she said, wow, no wonder people in poverty struggle so much. Sometimes they can't even think clearly enough to make the right choices. 
And we talked about that for a while, about how that may help us to empathize with others who struggle with scarcity. And then we talked about how important it is to recognize when we are facing moments of scarcity, even in small situations in our own lives, how does that affect our own judgments? It should come as no surprise that scarcity can create amazing challenges in thinking and decision-making and performance. But it's a good reminder as educators that we have a responsibility to be aware. First, we have a responsibility to be aware of it in our own mindsets, in our own practices. But we also have a responsibility to be aware of it in the mindsets of our teachers and our students and our staff. Because this kind of mindset, it shouldn't lower our standards or our expectations of watching others grow but it may help us better be able to assist and support the implications of that scarcity. What are the ways that we can guide our own mindsets so that we can better provide support and encouragement and direction for others, especially during difficult times? And how can we take time to self-reflect on our own frame of mind? And finally, who around you may need some additional support or direction during a time when they're experiencing scarcity. So this week, as a school leader or as an educator, I just want to encourage you to remember that we may not be able to find solutions to every challenge that comes with scarcity or the mindsets affected by them, but we may be at least benefiting when we are more understanding of ourselves and of others that our decision-making or our abilities to look forward and to not have tunnel vision can all be affected by these competing interests happening around us all the time. So thanks again. That's all we have this week, but I want to encourage you if you are interested in other free resources and ideas for school leaders as we are learning and sharing and growing together in our experiences, please check out other posts at my website at williamdparker.com. If you'd like free resources, uh, you can find them at my website. If you want to subscribe for a weekly uh, update, I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats Essential Roles for School Leaders. Until next time, I hope that you have a fantastic week. Thanks for doing what matters, and I'll talk to you soon.